Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Ching, 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 ching. We're back. We are. What was I just telling you? The saddest sound in the world right now oh. is me peeing. I know. Oh, that's really. <laughs> it's just, if you could play the intro. Of, <laughs> the intro of, of what, it's just such a little trickle. Just a sad sound. Yeah. It's not like a faucet. No, 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 no. Anyways, I'm a little depressed. All right. Well, the opposite of that is my nephews who we're going to have on today. We're going to talk about COVID from the eyes of uh, college students. That's and by cool. the way, when they pee, it's like the parting the Red Sea. <laughs> just like <laughs> they, they can cut you with the power of their pee. And they've done it like age. three and a half seconds. That really pisses me off. Dude, I was in there for 45 minutes. I know. It's just a pee. I was timing you. It's just a pee. I could have read a novel. <laughs> Anyways, enough uh, about my uh, yeah, pee exactly. stream. The... Uh, it's Friday. I can't wait for the weekend. Because you know what you do during COVID? Nothing. Same thing you did Monday yeah. to fucking Friday. It's unbelievable. <laughs> We're getting really good at it. <laughs> what are you going to do today? Uh, same as I did fucking yesterday and the day before. Except I'm now wearing a mask. That is a... Uh... Mm, Alan was hoarding them, saving them for the real party. I go, well, wait a minute. Why'd you break them out today? <laughs> so, uh, all right. right, let's. We're going to get... Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff because they have no money. So I don't think like would just take it through the eyes of what the panic looks like to them in the streets of Tucson. Whoa. And since it's college kids, we're going to talk about pay it off. Okay. Uh, and then we'll call them. You got their number? It's my, it's my nephew's Jeremy Burnick. He's been on my podcast before. He's kind of a, a swinging hipster millennial. Uh, and my younger nephew, also at Tucson, Aaron Nock. And Aaron worked at one of our portfolio companies, Secfi who we had on the show. So, oh, good. And now he's going to go work at Deloitte. And his kids, they're both really smart. And and uh, Jeremy worked at Cloudflare. Okay, here we go. Pay it off. It's going to sponsor this show. Venture back team, social leverage back them, building the next generation of B2B repayment solutions for student debt. They've built the first federal debt API that helps any fintech or financial institution address student loans within their financial services product. The average borrower saves $3,000 per year from their personalized assessment and enrollment functionality. These tools are especially helpful during COVID-19 situation as millions of borrowers are losing part of their income or their jobs entirely. Companies using their API can provide immediate relief by enrolling them in income-driven repayment plans and forgiveness options. That's payitoff.io, P-A-Y-I-T-O-F-F.io. And uh, let's get these college kids on the phone. Hey, 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 no, sorry. This is sorry, Howard's show. Howard you don't, show. You don't want to trust him. Oh, he's, Howard, a, he's, a, he's a peon. He works for me. Uncle Howard. <laughs> Uncle Howard. Listen, before you guys start ripping me, remember, you used to just, last I remember seeing you, you were taking shits in your pants. The two of you. Cleaning, cleaning stuff off my walls. And you guys just pointing at it and laughing. The, uh, all right, so... I, we can't offend anybody because it sounds like all you kids all listen to these podcasts. And if you say anything wrong, you get in trouble. So I don't want you guys to get in any trouble today. Interesting. Yeah. We'll use pseudonyms. Uh, sorry. 
We use pseudonyms. Use pseudonyms, exactly, to protect the innocent. So you yeah. two boys are hiding out. You're spacing yourself around a table in Tucson, Tucson Arizona. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, we are. We're and actually in the we're in the, we're in the epicenter of the hot zone college campuses. Yes, and so our so I'm so clued out. So I'm so excited to not uh, first of all to talk to you that you're alive. Uh, and I haven't checked in, so I'm just glad you're alive. I just randomly called this number. <laughs> I'm so busy protecting myself, I forgot about my family. The uh, and so you're in Tucson. Why? School's basically shut down, so why are you guys there? I know, Jeremy, you were early in, 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 uh, in going quarantine, but now you're out in the wild. Uh, sort of out in the wild. I'm, I'm quarantined 99% of the day, with the exception of a podcast call in a public park. But um, I am in Tucson because I think any kid at 21 recognizes that the reality of being alone with you know, your parents. Yes, is Ooh. is especially maybe, your parents, right? Is maybe like up there with uh, you know global pandemic sometimes. Yeah, I hiked with your sister today. I almost threw myself off the mountain at the most <laughs> dangerous point. I was just like, I can fly. I had to I mean, like just remind myself I wasn't on peyote. And her and Ellen were just yabbering away, and I just wanted to kill myself. The uh, that's awful. Yeah, guys, so I, would you please speak up quite a bit? Oh, yeah. Thank okay. you. So, um, so you snuck out after two, you did two weeks in your parents' condo? Correct. Yeah. So I was in Seattle. I made a, a full-hearted plane ticket purchase like six months ago. Um, and U of A had a very early spring break. So I got out there like in the first week where the first reported cases were coming about. Um, and we, I stayed with a friend and we were pretty much isolated, but I came back, was somewhat symptomatic. Um, and so I, it, and it was at the point where Arizona didn't have any testing. So I completely shut off and uh, bunkered down in my, my room of my parents' house. Um, yeah. You didn't leave for a couple of weeks. They were just putting food by the door. I remember. Yeah. It, it was, it was a really uh, harrowing. So it, it's great now because everything in hindsight to that has been easy because like I had a supreme quarantine and now like the, you know, quarantine where you can go around your house feels luxurious. Yeah. And you were doing it. Your mom was hiking me today and we were wearing masks. She was like, I can't believe you thought that far ahead. And I'm like, we weren't that far ahead. You're far behind. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, but they probably weren't even, they probably thought you were nuts when you were doing it back a month ago. Yeah, they're boomers, though. They're boomers. And then, Aaron, you're a little bit younger. You're a year younger? Yeah. So, Aaron, you're 21 or 20? 20. You're only 20. And do you have a good fake ID? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a black it's not a You black heard it guy. here first on Linsanity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you shouldn't have lied. I mean, your, your future employees are going to listen to this. True, true. No one's listening. The, uh, it's somewhere on the dark web out there. Jeremy, you know. you're 22, right? Still 21. You're 21, like Rachel. Okay. And and Aaron, uh, both of you guys have worked in tech. So Jeremy, just for people listening, he's been on the podcast way back. He, he went and worked at Cloudflare last year in Austin, right? Correct. And Cloudflare is a public company, and they went public because of you. 
Uh, correct. That's what I tell correct. people. Yeah. Yeah. It was so in the S1 actually. Yeah. They were struggling and then you came aboard and you went public. <laughs> Matthew's going to come on the podcast and, and Michelle, I've invited them both. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So maybe next week or the week after. Um, but they are growing really, that stock's done amazing. Yeah. So this is fascinating how, so Aaron has. Look at him crowd the other nephew out. It's just all Jeremy. It's beautiful. <laughs> Aaron's in the throes of the internship, and that's something that's like really um, tenuous for a lot of kids our age. So we put a lot of faith into the internship process in college because college was is smart kind of, of an you. I was, so, I was so bullish on that. Even though most internships just end with you doing nothing, but I think right. now American companies are good at internships. Right, but so Aaron will tell you about this. But like all these groups are like shutting down all opportunities, and so all these kids who have banked all their chances on this are kind of shut out. Oh, this year is just dead to internships. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a lot of news coming out that a lot of companies are restructuring their internship programs. And I'm probably going to see mine next being restructured, but thankfully I still got SecFi, um, who I'm like continuing to continuing to do work with. Um, so we'll just see what happens. Wooters in Scottsdale right now. Hold up. He got an Airbnb for like $11, like a 10 bedroom house. Really? Yeah. I he thought drove he was in He did. He, he just couldn't okay. take it. He drove down the other day. Huh. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're brainstorming the, uh, yeah. so, so you worked at SecFi, which is one of our companies. And what was that? What were you doing for SecFi? Yeah, I was doing a lot of investment analysis, um, for incoming deals and I was actually helping them structure a new type of database for their, um, for the website. Yeah. My son was vaping. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I don't know what happened. He's golfing today. He's like, and he's, li he's living a charm life. My, my boy, the, uh, so Jeremy's uh, taking, it. He's crushing it. Like I told him, I told him, I'm like, dude, he's stressed. I go, go golfing 36. You love golf. This is the last month you may ever be able to golf without guilt. Yeah. Right. So he's last three days. He's been out golfing the, yeah. um, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's, it's a pandemic only comes around once in a while. The, the, <laughs> so what's the stress like on the campus? Like what's the campus look like? Yeah. So it's fascinating. It's, it's truly zombie apocalypse, wow. like in the centers of education, uh -huh. but like disturbingly you like walk like a foot off campus. Like I walked over to Aaron's house today. And it was packed. Aaron, yeah, Aaron shares his house with like a group of girls in front uh -huh. and they're like tanning with like music, like blaring out. And there's like 10 people there and you're like, oh, shit. It's just, surreal. They're just not behaving. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's there's factions of students who are. So Aaron and I are and other like informed, uh, proactive people are. It's just a lot of it seems a lot of kids our age can't rationalize or process in a global sense so they can understand their local circumstance and say, Oh man, like, you this know, sucks. My I can't go to sucks. school. Yeah. yeah. But like, I'm not going to take, you know, my network out of this. I'm not going to take the steps to, you know, protect others. I can only think in my immediate circle. Uh -huh. Whereas Aaron and I are not. And I think a lot of other students like maybe not more empathetic, but are just not programmed that way. And, the immediate reality is like we're reading the news about Wuhan in January and we're thinking, oh shit, this is like, you know, disturbing. And then it just escalates. And so that preparation is different. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. Can you, can you sense any panic in your world or is it just weird? It's a good question. Um, the panic comes from um, certain sources. So a lot of kids our age um, who 
are unemployed. Um, so Aaron and I lost our jobs as well. But I mean, they were kind of like faux jobs. We were working as bus boys at a sorority on campus. Oh, right, 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 right. I wanted, right. To, I wanted you guys to bring me down. I wanted to work there. Yeah, it's, it was an incredible moment. By the way, that uh, never came through. I don't know why my resume but, never came through. Huh. Yeah. Should have got you on. How oh, disappointing. Got a little C block by my nephews. Yeah. A little too C blockage. Too, too handsome for the, for the album. <laughs> I mean, that is the dream job. Oh, just yeah. some pasta on the girl that you want to clean her blouse. That was the move. That was the move. Oh, sorry, I got meat sauce on your blouse. Oops. Let me clean that. <laughs> so, so imagine that, Howie. So yeah, so... So this is exactly the the example that's perfect for this. So a lot of kids our age are experiencing that and True. thinking like that's the True. normal. Yeah. And then they're going to this. Whereas you guys are like adults who like understand that the world doesn't revolve around them mm-hmm. uh, in the same way. And it, it's probably specifically acute in state universities and like state universities that attract like wealthier students who don't pay their own way or understand the like consequences of, you know, life around them. Yeah. And so I think the panic comes from people who aren't like that. So there's a lot of kids in state who, you know, are doing it cause it's a budget option Yeah. and a lot of them are paying their own way and are on loans and they don't have jobs now. And so there's extreme, extreme stress. Yeah. Versus like the kids who are at the pool here, you know? And so it's really, good um, point. good point. Been interesting to watch. Um, yeah. And then Aaron, what are you seeing with your group? Yeah. So I, I think my group is, um, probably like a little bit more empathetic as Jeremy kind of said, more seeing the, um, the global uncertainty. Like we kind of follow the news, but only for about like 15, 30 minutes a day just to catch up because yeah. you really shouldn't be like binge watching this stuff. It's it nothing to binge watch. You in a mental, yeah. yeah. Like the, unfortunately the numbers are going to go up and like every day you need to check in to see what, what you can do. Um, and something that me and Jeremy actually, um, have done was put our name and information into like the Arizona database, um, to like volunteer and help out with uh, certain communities. So I think that's something that like the younger generation can kind of do a little bit better job of. And like, we can be a little bit more, um, put ourselves in more like a riskier, um, standpoint just to help the community and those that are, um, more light or more susceptible to it. Yeah. What I told Max and Rachel was like, okay, like maybe your job at that bin minimum is not to get other people sick. So you got to isolate. Yeah. yeah. And that's well, I mean, uh, a small thing, which is maybe harder than helping. Like I said, if yeah. you want to just take the risk and go work at the hospital and go do that too. But otherwise, uh, there's no in between, right? You can't do your regular job. Like what do you just go and not infect other people? Yeah, I was actually supposed to go to Seattle with Jeremy over. Um, oh, so you you got you got break. a little nervous. Yeah, I got a little nervous while we were in Portland for uh, for cousin's bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah. Yeah. and um, the way I kind of saw it at that point was like, if I come back to Tucson with this, like there's a very old age like retirement community, um, so susceptible population um, that I could be bringing this back to. So like, I'm not even gonna take the risk with um with that uh, yeah <laughs> and what about supplies is it hard to get in tucson or no so in, in some circumstances i think uh, tucson is like portland austin so it's kind of like this weird hipster oasis that like half the city lives in and half them are like kind of like bohemian and so there's 
tons of like mini cooperative local grocery stores that have like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you go to Walmart and it's like, you know, a man with a shotgun ready to take you out for a bag of flour. <laughs> wow. That's too <laughs> gone. Yeah. Right. Right. And right. So it's schools canceled the, 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 is the school doing a good job? You think? Yeah. So how this is fascinating. So there's all this emerging use of technology uh-huh. beyond the traditional Zoom, you know, stuff that's happening on Twitter right. that everyone knows about. But I like was on my esports Discord server today. So Discord's everybody... blowing up. Right. So Discord is like a gaming server yeah. where a bunch of people get on Slack chat, for like gamers. Slack. Yeah. So I'm on the esports one, and they've started a partnership with the admissions office of the campus mm-hmm. to make a virtual U of A in Minecraft. Minecraft, for anybody who doesn't know, is like basically sandbox world where you can like build anything. Um, And so they're sending this out to prospective students to tour the campus through Minecraft, probably, and Uh to have on-campus events for current students through this. So it's been fascinating to see like emerging ways creatively to use existing structure and technology to recreate. But that's a guy thing. Girls aren't going to want to do that. Well, I don't know. I think there's buy-in because I think people are desperate. And I think that social media has a um, pretty uh, severe force. So, like, they're posting it on their things. And, like, you read through their comments and they're getting interest from sort of all parties. Whether that actually turns into, like, someone, you know, downloading Minecraft and going on, Mm -hmm. who knows? Mm -hmm. But I think it's... it's, um, For all the pessimism around universities and around the future of them, the fact that they're taking the institution and at least trying to modernize or optimize it to the circumstance is, um, you know, hopeful, I guess. Hopeful, but you weren't so bullish on the institutions before this. Absolutely not. Yeah. And what about you, Aaron? Do you love college or you can't wait to be done? No, I I love it. I think, um, I'm actually in the, I'm in the Eller program at U of A and Mm -hmm. it's, it's got a really good sense of community. Um, I think me and Jeremy do have a little bit a different paths um, at U of A, but I mean, I really enjoyed the community at Eller and I'm like definitely looking forward to getting out of it yep. too. Um, but I think that's I mean, part of those hard be, programs. They, they, you, you can't wait to get out as well. That's normal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there's a really good social element to it as well. Like just like any good business school would have. Yeah. And you have a girlfriend. Jeremy's changes every day. <laughs> Jeremy's like the weather. Pretty much. Yeah. And then what, uh, so what a guy, like, so what do you do? Like, there's no dating. I know it's, it's It's weird. So do you get to see uh, your girlfriend, Aaron, or no? So yeah, we FaceTime probably two or three times a day. Like that's it. Huh? I mean, I mean, sometimes a little bit more, but it's can't you just get in a room and quarantine with her for two weeks? Well, so I tried so I was actually going to go out to LA. Oh, she's in LA. Break. She's in LA. Got it. Yeah, she's yeah. in LA. I was going to go out to LA in spring break, um, but unfortunately, this hit and I canceled my trip. Um, we were going to celebrate her birthday, mm-hmm. but she's uh, she's trapped out there and doesn't look like she's coming back to Tucson anytime soon. So yeah. it's going to be difficult. Just just a heads up, she's been Facetiming me too. So oh listen. shit! <laughs> just, Wait, I'm not so trying out. to start up. I'm just saying I think it's inappropriate. <laughs> so, so how you love this so so i i kind of hang out with uh more of the counterculture out there kids and yeah. there's been a huge they don't shave their armpits that's what you're saying right right, girls, right yeah of cyber sex so there's like all this like crazy stuff happening where hmm. like 
there's all this emerging Been there, done music. that, dude. I'm not, I'm 54. No, no, I can't no, be, yeah, like, I'm talking I about, know like, cyber sex. I'm talking about, like, very creative, like, 22-year-olds who are, like, doing anything in their power to, Make a know, buck? Make a buck, make a... <laughs> make a fuck. <laughs> but no, that could so be their tagline. But it's but it's it's fat, it's crazy because like we go from like you know your uh, traditional magazine yeah. to to digital to now like kids are interactive and all this so I guess the nature of like relationships and all this are super in the moments of change and maybe mm-hmm. like this becomes normal after this because there's so much time spent like I this. don't know it's got to be so hard I just had I've lived luckily my college thing there was no diseases I mean <laughs> I was the disease oh. I don't like, think this is what the parents I was saying, thought about I, when they were talking about If I knew sex. I could wear a mask through college, I would have slayed it with the ladies. Just that, that, Howie. That, what? Howie, you know who's making these people look good? Who? Over cyber sex? Who? Manscaped. Yeah. 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 <laughs> throw a little plug in there. Love that. The uh, Is it popular there? I know you guys don't talk about it, but it's somebody's buying this shit. Can we get a promo for the episode by Manscaped? This- Where, where's my free Manscaped? I did where's pay it off. I did pay it off for you guys because it's college lending. The oh, uh, fantastic. yeah. So anyway, yeah. So- everyone here is everyone here is of the culture of the Manscaped world. I think this generation is ninety huh. percent uh, grooming forward. I would say uh-huh. there is like the weirdos, uh, uh-huh. and it's funny that they're classified as that. But yeah, there is. It's so interesting. You're right. It's we gave them a you gave them a handle, even though they're just doing what people did for thousands right. of years. And it could be just uh, like a shift, and it might shift back. Uh, well, the problem is once you groom, you're practical. fucking stuck grooming, or you become fucking like a forest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a slippery slope. No, that's grooming. just you, Howie. Oh, is it just me? Because mine grows Boy. in like patches, like Ireland. <laughs> It's like, a, it's like a bad golf course. The uh, once you commit, so so you're saying shaving more doesn't make you have to shave more, huh? I wish I was younger. All right, so uh, so you're saying manscaping is a thing amongst young people. I knew they are. They just don't say it because it's just part of your yeah. life. It's it, just something you do regularly. It's something we grew up, grew up with. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a cultural norm, which is like really crazy. So interesting. Because um, you were there like at the event when he stood up and like no one understood it except you guys. Yeah. Yeah. All these old guys were we like, We were the only the ones fuck? that Is were appreciating it. Yeah, you and then it. some old dude stands up and says like a very yeah. like it was a it yeah. was a uh, show it was a showstopper. It was. <laughs> yeah. So um the so this summer then is fucked, you're saying. Um not completely fucked from what it from what it looks like. Um so one of the big four accounting firms actually converted their program to a two week um, online internship program, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is interesting. I don't think that's as beneficial as being in person. Um, but I mean, obviously it's the best that we can do right now. Right. Um, so if that happens with my internship, um, I'm gonna be a little bit upset, but I mean, it's what we need to do for right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm probably also going to try to continue, um, Doing my work stuff. at SecFi. Yeah. They're doing yeah. great. It's an interesting, are you bullish on Like, so you worked at TechBuy, yeah. which has helped like the, as a young person mm-hmm. seeing this bear market. Cause you don't really, I mean, you're, you're sophisticated for your age. So you kind of look at the big picture and understand how markets work in mm-hmm. startups. Both of you do. Cause he worked at startups. Um, does it make you like, are you long-term bullish or, or does it say, Oh, the world's going to change yeah. and, 
and uh, we don't know what's going on. You guys are still pretty optimistic. So this actually made me even more bullish. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, with the downturn comes immense opportunity um, that SecFi already had established, but this kind of accelerates it from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's like very, very unfortunate um, the circumstances that are going on, but um, as people get laid off, they need to exercise their stock options. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have the infrastructure to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think if anything, this really accelerated um, like the validation of SecFi. And yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm definitely bullish. And there's also, for as many companies that will fail, there's new ones that will spring up. So the, they're yeah. more a macro than a micro. Yeah. yeah. And that's what you learned. That's why I was trying. Now you understand why I loved it as a platform. Not It's not like a service. Yeah. It's yeah. just they only need the pie to grow. They don't, they're not, can't, they don't need to predict which companies are going to be great. Although they have to underwrite and take risks, which is part of the work. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, Jeremy, what what did you do at Cloudflare? Explain to people what you did at Cloudflare and what Cloudflare oh, yeah. does. Yeah, so it's interesting. So I think it actually is a perfect time for it. So I was working on... It a, really is. The stock's, like, doing great. Yeah, it, and it makes sense. And I was working on the product that fits this moment. So I was the product manager. Uh, so basically an engineering and design manager uh, alongside the permanent PM there uh, on a remote access tool that would allow you to basically do what a corporate VPN was doing for the last 20 years. Uh, but it was run completely over the internet. And so you had none of the latency of connecting to your uh, So who's the customer for that? Give an example of who the customer is. So any CISO who's thinking like, wow, my, you know, Howie's on the train going to London and he's trying to get his work done, but he's got like these sensitive files or projects he's working on. Mm-hmm. He's got to connect into the VPN to get to internal applications and add to uh, what he's working on, uh, but it takes you know a hundred years to get anything done. Every request how he's sending is going to Hong Kong, where the the server is being hosted, and it's back calling back to him. Whereas this is all hosted through Cloudflare's globally distributed, like 190 points of presence across the globe. Mm-hmm. And so basically, any request you're making is connecting to the nearest server in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you're still having the security and even enhanced security that you would have with a VPN, but with the reliability and speed of the global internet, because uh, they're a content delivery network built on top of it. And so it's just this really cool tool for like a time like this. Um, yeah, when I was in college, a VPN was I would blow a bong smoke into somebody else's <laughs> mouth and see if that could get them high. Right, right, right. Yeah, it still works that way. I mean, it, it still, still works. works that way, but that's all I cared about. You two fucking knuckleheads are actually doing stuff. Canute, they're idiots. They're not even enjoying themselves. They're smart idiots. No, I thought no, they no. would be out with like nipple rings and parting in this phone <laughs> call, and they're like well, taking Howie, the world seriously. Wasted you. It's all about balance. Howie, I was a philosophy major. I had balance. I partied, and then I slept. That was the balance. <laughs> what kind of parents brought you two people into the world? You're way too productive for your no, age. No, I'm a little no, disappointed no. in this call. No, no, no. no I'm no. kidding. You guys are, I'm so proud of you guys. That's um, unbelievable. So you, and what was it like living in Austin? You loved it. A little hot. Yeah, it was awesome. So I lived at a, um, uh, this might be too much for the podcast, but in that vein, I lived at a nudist artist commune with a hundred people. <laughs> so do I. So do it was now. bizarre. Oh, and Rachel. So it was all these UT Austin students who are really smart, um, but like kind of left field and I, and it was like $300 a month. And so my cloud. Yeah, when you salary, hear three hundred dollars a month, you go, "That's not going to be a top quality uh, residence." <laughs> so, so I would like 
go to work at Cloudflare in this like super intense, really cool startup and intellectual space and then go home to this like bohemian kind of chaotic yeah existence. So I got the I got a really good um holistic version of, of college life in Austin in a summer. And you kind of did the same thing because you went to San Francisco, which is almost the same thing, Aaron. Yeah, a little a little bit different on the living situation. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't living in a nudist commune. How many times did you step on, in very, poop on Homer. the street? How many times did you oh, step God. in poop? I'd say... <laughs> okay. Is it as bad as no. people say? Like as a young person, were you yeah, shocked? Yeah, I almost, I almost stepped in poop like probably once a week on the way to work. Sometimes, so is, it, like, is it as is this, for a young person who hears this stuff? Is it as bad as is it as weird as you as you thought? Yeah, I mean, so the first two weeks, I had a brutal adjustment period because um, I wasn't li- like living in the best part of downtown San Francisco, right? Um, and I haven't really lived in like a very dense urban um, environment before, right? But I think San Francisco is also a whole other animal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was like a rude awakening at first, but I got used to it and definitely enjoyed the city as the summer went on. Could you live there? You think post school? Um, I think so. the The position that I have for the internship over the summer is in San Francisco, uh-huh. but um, a lot of uh, people like in my group uh, around my age, we kind of we kind of see Denver as a really cool city to maybe go yeah. to. Denver, Phoenix. Um, I'm, I'm bullish. Phoenix, Austin's really cool. Yep. I actually, when I was in Portland, I could definitely see myself living there long term. What about the weather um, though? Really, you like Portland? It was beautiful. It was fun. I mean, it was raining for most of the weekend. And you still liked and it? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's, I, I hear good things. I just I need the I need the sunlight. And Jerry, you lived. What are you hearing from Europe? Because you lived overseas. You did an exchange program with the uh, Danish. Yeah. And so uh, what are you hearing? So I hear uh, mixed things. So personally, I hear Mexico City is the really cool spot to be in right now. Yeah, why is it? Young. I had some friends down there, and why wouldn't that be worse? Because it's so dense. Well, but during a pandemic, you don't want to live anywhere. But like, like in a dream scenario that you know Trump doesn't exist and we're living in a in an alternate reality. Mm-hmm. Like, for in terms of you're a young kid, you want to have a good time, but also like work at a you know multinational firm. Uh, and internationally, it seems like for the U.S. people, Mexico City is really big. Hmm. Uh, um, Copenhagen's really big. Berlin's really big still. Uh, Asia's changed a lot. I was really looking into like Tokyo as a you know, yeah, I remember temporary waypoint, mm-hmm. uh, Twilio or something. Right, right. But Hong Kong has also been uh, you know it's an area of interest, now. but now it's shifting. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it'll but be do you like Copenhagen? You love Copenhagen. I do, I do, but I, I'm someone who like bikes around and like loves active lifestyle and you know democratic socialism. So it kind of befits my. Yeah, you're you know. a you're a democrat socialist for sure. And what do you, Aaron? Are you a Alex P. Keaton right winger? <laughs> <laughs> do you have a picture I have no of idea uh, what that is, Ronald Reagan on your no. uh, on your laptop when it pops open? God, God no, he's a Thatcher kind of man. No. You're a, who are you? More of a Republican he's, or a Democrat? He's a Thatcher kind of man. He's th- I don't even remember what Thatcher was. She had a mole. <laughs> Thatcher, was, Thatcher was very, re- very Republican, very, very, very right wing. Yeah, she yeah, was no. right wing. Oh yeah, yeah. Wasn't she? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely leaning more Democrat these oh, days. Oh, are you? And oh, what do you yeah. think? What do you guys think is going to happen with this, with the next election? 
Oh, God. Best guest. Who do you think wins? Yeah, Jeremy's got this one. Okay, so I think Biden's going to have to write on his hand to remember that he's still alive and that his name is Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Well, I he's do that too, and I'm stage. only 54. He's going to get on stage. He's going to forget how many grandkids he has again. And then Trump's going to best him in a gladiatorial battle. Uh, so I really think, like, we're pretty doomed. I think both of them are, like, not it's pretty great. pretty bad, huh? Yeah, yeah, not great politicians, not great people, and are basically puppets for anybody in their cabinet, which is, like, kind of hopeful because I think the cabinet is comprised of experts usually. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think it's kind of a wash. I think the only hope for change is, like, 10 years from now when the pandemic is over and we realize that structurally, you know, a lot of stuff is out of whack relative to the global market that we're looking at in the mm-hmm. U S mm-hmm. similar to how like we look at Asia and we think they're wearing masks. Like, you know, they've, they've thought about this and the reality of this and U S people are still like using guns as protection from this. Uh, and so obviously cultural things won't change in a, in a massive way or may change. But I think that, um, the, the evolution of, of, of logic and thought from this will be interesting to see and we'll do you think it's 10 years you think it's 10 years way the pandemic no no i i think i think the long-term effects of this are like you know cold war-esque i think it's like a a generational mindset of frugalness and of uh, paranoia but i think um economics and social uh, culture around this will you know be much shorter time length yep I like that thought. And Aaron, what about you? What do you well, I mean, and what do you guys read? Just Aaron, answer that. And then what do you I need to know what you guys read for your 15 minutes of news? But go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, I think depending on what happens in the next couple of months, like we'll really see the impact of coronavirus in the U.S. And that might make or break the Trump reelection. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Hope, we don't know. I hope it breaks it. Mm-hmm. I hope that like... Um, him ignoring expert scientists' warnings from earlier on, like deters people from voting for him again. But yep. we'll we'll see. It's definitely affecting his ratings are going yeah. up, but there's some Republicans turning. Yeah, um, and what I read, um, I read newsletters from Axios and mm-hmm. Morning Brew. And now you're you guys are like ahead of the curve. And Jeremy, what do you read? <laughs> Yeah, I follow all the Axios newsletters, huh. and I follow uh, a lot of like data science, computer science, hacker news. I read like way too much though, and I follow a lot of like the stuff on Twitter. Uh-huh. I follow uh, the former head of um, the ACA and Obamacare um, and other pol- public health officials, and I read a lot of the uh, journal papers because I'm I'm pretty geeky about it all, and so uh-huh. I kind of want the first source of things and then you know try to make sense of it through overload of information which sometimes is not as great for it's not as great what and what do you guys listen to podcasts or it's not in a thing yet yeah um i listened to pivot the by recode yeah Eh, i know i know your buddy scott um yeah i listen to scott galloway's podcast too yeah scott's great Mm -hmm. and um also, the Axios Parada, one with uh, Dan from Mac. Yeah. Dan, I mean, he's good. I like Dan. But I, I just don't do news. I make I'm up a, the news. 
prices news. I just can't convince enough people that they, the prices, the news is in the price. Yeah. The, uh, and Jared, do you do podcasts or no? Oh yeah. Tons. I got a big subscription list. I'm, I guess my biggest one for this audience is like exponent with Ben Thompson. Uh-huh. Um, but he's not good at podcasting. I love him, but he's not good at podcasting. Do you like it? You think so? Yeah. Well, I know, uh, my James don't like Allworth. Him. Yeah. Uh, he was at Cloudflare, So I spent time with him and Got it. He's smart. they're just like so smart yeah. that it's like just trying to absorb it all is great. Yep. Um, they focus too much on consumer tech though, and yeah. not enough on the global side. Um, I listen to planet money for finance stuff. I think they're great. The mm-hmm. NPR, um, and then a lot of like CS and culture stuff. What about, and what about my kind of stuff? Would people, would people be interested in it at your age or no? I think they're interested in you. I think you have like enough you like I think like traditional podcasting is not yet the, here for the audience. I think they want like schnit talk. If you remember your yeah, daughter listening to it. that, yeah. like they want like something just like so obnoxiously in your face <laughs> yeah, and like out there and obvious that it's like reality TV kind of content uh-huh. and they don't want the like HBO well, they don't have level. To see the, they don't have to see the fucking Makeup. They don't want HBO level content. Yeah, they, they don't want, want to see the want, HBO. No, they don't they want, want to see like, the makeup in the in the in the uh, right. They the want needles. TLC and like bottom of Netflix right yeah. now. Yeah, and then in ten years, their market is you. Yeah, and then you get you get the like kids like me and Aaron who want. Like, is it worth marketing something like Panic with Friends at your age? Or no way. I think Aaron has a better answer here. All right, I I I think like I'm not connected enough to finance which i think is more where kids would see this yeah. fitting there yeah i mean i don't know i think panic with friends you brought on some really good um uh, leaders in finance that have ways to cope with panic and um investment strategies to bounce back mm-hmm. so i think it's like a really good way for people to stay um like emotionally in tune with mm-hmm. panic and then also um investment strategies wise like just get educational information. Yep. Um, so it's yeah. just very niche, which is the only thing yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And so do your we friends listen that. to podcasts? Well, I appreciate it. Do you, do you, do, do your friends listen to podcasts or no? They do. Yeah. My roommate, um, listens to some educational ones. He loves how I built this, which yeah. I also love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also listens to this one. It's like the guy's <laughs> version of, uh, Schnitt talk. And what's it called? Tiny meat gang. And <laughs> Tiny I, I meat gang. That. They are so funny. Why haven't we named our show more attractive? <laughs> Why don't we uh, call it the weak pea stream? Is how we're going to. <laughs> dribble, dribble, tinkle, tinkle. We got the sound effects for that too. Yeah, we got. That's. I got the sound effects. Just follow me in the bathroom. Hey, maybe, the maybe then you'll get the you'll get the younger audience and the ladies. Nobody likes the sound and of the tinkle ladies. more than the ladies. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you encouraging me? The. Uh, <laughs> So, I would love that one. Yeah, she. I hear her laughing when she. Li- my audience is Canute and Ellen and my friends. If they're <laughs> if they're not offended, then I'm fine. Yeah, you know I don't care about the mass. What? Uh, and then what about date? Like, so what are your like? Who? If you're single, how the fuck do you deal with this? I think that's what Max is struggling with. And 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 so so what do you do? Well, yeah. There's what are your great- friends doing? Are they tindering or no? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, there's there's great apps from Tinder, Bumble. But Hinge. you can't physically meet. Yeah. Well, I guess people but still are. People, I mean, I saw something. It was like um, people are doing like Zoom dates or something. And yeah. they're just FaceTiming. 
Um, and that's supplementing the physical contact. I don't right. know. Um, but yeah, it's gotta be tough. It's gotta be tough. The, uh, and then what is, and what about Netflix? Is that just what everybody's just chilling and Netflixing? Yeah. So there's actually a really cool extension on Chrome that allows you to like watch Netflix with your friends at the same time. So me and my friends, huh. uh, my friend group, we've done. That's a smart idea. Um, I can't believe that. Yeah, that, what, yeah. So what is that? Um, it's called Netflix Party. So you Why just like Twitter, log on. That's what Twitter is supposed to be doing. They're such idiots. I know. Yeah. It's just <laughs> a fucking Chrome it. extension. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's smart. So what do you do? You all watch the same time and then you can chat? Yeah, you can chat at that's the same time. That's fucking genius. That, that should yeah, be a it's, show. It's a you guys should be twitching that so that people should just watch you talk about a show. I mean, so that's... Yeah. A, is, yeah, that's smart. So it's called Netflix Party. I think Netflix Party. And it's yeah. just a Google Chrome extension. Yeah. Smart. Mm -hmm. Anything new on Netflix that you guys are watching? Um, Let's see. So... I haven't seen it yet, but everyone's talking about Tiger King. Yeah, you won't like it. <laughs> my my roommates and I will probably get to it, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah you won't. Um, shoot, what am I watching? Oh, it's okay, uh, Jeremy. Anything that you see? Yeah, I'm an HBO man. I've been watching this like kooky show called High Maintenance about like New Yorkers who buy weed from this dealer. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat. It's like second season. Is it good? Yeah, it's tight. It's really tight. Uh, and then I've been watching The Deuce on Wait HBO. Wait a minute. The Deuce. What's The Deuce? Oh, The Deuce. It's good. Yeah, it's like New York in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what's his name? Yeah. He's, he's great. It's a little James weird. Franco. That's so yeah. you. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah, yeah, it got yeah. picked you up know. for the second year. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. It's a little bit yeah, too I, much I, porny I, for me. It's a little too much porn. Howie, so yeah. I just, it's a pandemic. You, you, what, what can you do? You're right. Well, I'm just scared that Ellen's going to pick up my iPad. I'm always <laughs> just the fingers will stick to it. Oh wait a minute, are we still live? <laughs> We're not uh, editing that out. We're not editing that out. Well, there goes the sponsor. We need a condom sponsor. Stat. We need a condom. The uh, so what were you going to say? I interrupted you. No, I was just going to say uh, I started a show called Dave. Dave. It's about what. Little Dicky, it's on Hulu. It's hilarious. You oh, love it. okay, Dave. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's Wait. a he's a Jewish rapper that is like, he he's just so out there. Um, Max has probably shown you like one of his music videos Max, or something. Yeah, Max has. He's into he's into Larry David, which was kind of cool. He thought it was yeah, dumb, Kerb, and now he thinks Kerb it's funny. funny. Yeah, it's just funny. I yeah. thought there were some really good episodes this year. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, I'm happy you're safe. I'm gonna Thanks, go. Howie. I'm gonna go and just uh, go. What's so? Give me that electric porn. What's it called, Jeremy? The Deuce. No, the the site where you can go. Oh, the cyber sex stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me a little text with the linkage. Yeah. <laughs> just for my, just for my, you know, just, just for just for transparency for the research, audience. It's, 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 it's for friends Canute. of mine. Right. Yeah, it's right, just right. friends. Just say Harry right. for friends. Okay. I'll and, say. And what about Eli, germaphobe? He's got to be fucking freaking out. Yeah, so I have a brother who's a hypochondriac, kind of Howie Mandel level germaphobe. Yeah, like I call him all the time, and I go, "Dude, I heard it's bad in your area." He <laughs> that. Yeah, he's panicking inside he's the panicking. panic, inside the panic. He's got nested panics going. I know it's got to yeah. be hard for germaphobes. Yeah, maybe they've been preparing their whole life for it, though, too. Yeah, but you can't prepare because they it's just, they sneak around. They're sneak attacks. <laughs> You can't fully prepare. 
You just got to kind of be responsible. And well, try that's life and hope. then. Yeah, it's life. It's life. All right, boys. Well, on that note, you are yeah. living life. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll get you back on the show soon. Yes. Thanks for having us out. And Canute, great to see you. Great to see you too. See you, boys. Take care. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, Howie. Cheers. Maybe the country will be all right. You know, with those kind of, that kind of attitude, it's great. Oh, fuck it's going to be fine. Two. Yeah, Jeremy is like a bohemian world traveler. Mm-hmm. Different girl in every city. And then uh, I'll get him in trouble by saying that. And Aaron's a one-woman man. He's only like 20. 21. It's crazy. No, he's, yeah, he's 20 and 21. And he lived in San Fran last summer already. And it's like, I thought, man, when I was 20, I was That's wearing cool. corduroy pants and clogs. I had no chance. I, I visited London by myself when I was 13. How many I mean, languages walk, do you speak? Uh, I'd speak two of them properly. I can understand two more. Yeah, so four. So this is like, these kids are doing, they're doing the stuff. They're living almost like Europeans. Mm-hmm. All right. That's uh, it for today. That was uh, Jeremy Burnick, my nephew, and uh, Aaron Nock, my nephew. And there were six, like eight of them at U of A. So, uh I will uh, see you next week. Canute. Yes. See you.